You good? Yeah, I just wanted to make sure my mic picked it up with the filter. Oh, I see. Yeah, new okay. new tech, you know. New technology. Yes. Speaking of new technology, Caleb, it's 2022. Holy shit. Well, it's not 2022 when we're recording this, but listeners, it's 2022 now that you're listening to it. It is. 2022 is destined to be the greatest year of our lives, guys. Is Everything's going to be amazing. In fact, it already is. Yep, there's nothing wrong right now. Nothing whatsoever. Nope, good thing. You know, another lap around the sun, fresh start. Nothing's new year, bad. New, me. new year, new us, new world, new uh, ambitions, new um, <laughs> new uh, new movies to watch, new B movies to watch, new B movies to watch, new dinosaurs to transform into. No new Dylan though. No, Dylan got bit by a dog today. Yeah, Dylan to get bit. To get so he's not here. <laughs> Just saying he's it out been loud, mauled, though. Um, and we don't know if he's going to make it. So we're just we're moving on without him. Um, if we, if he yeah. turns into a radioactive dog person, we'll let you all know. That would be, um, essentially just Dylan. Like I don't know how much would change. Yeah, I, and also I do think it would be a really good opportunity for us to exploit um, d- the dog bite for um, exposure for the podcast. No, absolutely. Yeah, I think we should do like a live episode where he just shows us all of his w- mortal wounds from his his serving job. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently there are several. It, it's a, the list grows ever longer. Yes. Poor guy. Poor Dylan. We we do we miss Dylan? No. Not even no, 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 yeah. We're currently working on paperwork to get Roger in as a third host. And I think that's a terrible idea too. I think it's a bad idea too, but you know. We need we need to be a tripod. Like yeah. this podcast was built as a tripod and we've been doing this bipod thing. It's a little wobbly. Here's the problem with bipods, Caleb. They need a kickstand. If they you do. want them to stay Dylan up. Dylan was a great kickstand. Dylan honestly. was our kickstand. Maybe I maybe do miss him a little bit. Just a bit. Just a little. Anyway. Maybe he'll be back. Maybe he won't. Thoughts and prayers to Dylan and his dog bite. His horrible, horrible injury. He actually didn't tell us the extent of it, how bad it was. No, so I didn't. don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Be, he, could like, he could be rabid by the morning. Um, he could have put on a Band-Aid and moved on with his life. I don't know. But it was a big dog, though. Apparently it was a big dog. Big dog. It was an angry dog. <laughs> The angriest boy got put by an angry dog. Oh, poor um, angry boy. And on that bombshell, uh, empty space. I don't know, bro. You, you got to say the name of the podcast. Say the name of the podcast. It's, it's a, what podcast? This podcast? This podcast. Oh, you mean the binge picture podcast? Big dog. Expecting the woofs. Yep. Um, but yeah, this is the Bench Picture Podcast, the only podcast on the internet where um, we used to be an Oscar podcast. Remember that? Remember that? Um, I don't think we are anymore, Caleb. Not, um, no, we've strayed from the light um, yeah. quite, a, I, quite a ways. 
I got specifically called out about it on Letterboxd today. I saw this review. Yes. Yeah, you absolutely got roasted. I name dropped. I did. Name dropped by my friend Kyle on Letterboxd. So shout out to Kyle, you piece of shit. <laughs> also, congratulations, Kyle, on doing what we set out to do <laughs> 12 <laughs> months ago. <laughs> yeah. Kyle... Kyle independently watched all 93 Best Picture winners. <laughs> it probably is easier to do when you don't have to talk about each one for an hour in yeah, front of a microphone. You, where you don't have to watch Schindler's List and then dissect Schindler's List in front of a microphone. Yeah. You can um, just suffer through it in silence and then never talk about it. Or Gandhi. Remember or when, Gandhi. Remember when Dylan rolled, we were doing the dice roll to that's see what, what movie we watched That's what next. derailed the whole thing. That's Dylan what derailed rolled, the whole thing yeah. because you rolled Return of the King and Dylan rolled Gandhi. And we settled on Schindler's List as a happy medium. And, and it never happened again. We didn't do anything with it. We <laughs> just decided to watch Lord of the Rings, and it's been downhill ever since. Yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, we're not a binge picture. We're, well, we are the binge are picture the podcast. Binge. But we are not a best picture podcast anymore. Now we are, um, for the month of January of 2022, we are a B-movie podcast <laughs> where we're going to go through a handful of Fun little B movies, and we're gonna watch them and talk about them. I am radioactive dinosaur, drinker of green tea, just not right now because I left my cup downstairs. Ross Babenek, joined by toaster owner, board game player, um, owner of paintings, Caleb Weed. I bought a painting. Ooh, I bought two paintings. Nice. Send me pictures. I like good paintings. Okay, this one's actually here. Let me go. I'm gonna grab it live. Oh, I know shit, nobody can live see, on air. but I want I want to get Ross's reaction because it's a pretty fucking dope painting. Hold on, one second. And I didn't just say dope. Yeah, you. He definitely did say dope, listener. Um. So while Caleb's gone, um. Oh shit! Oh, he's already back. It looks like Willem Dafoe in the lighthouse. It's a fisherman. Oh my god, that is amazing. You see this, dude? I love it. I love it so much. Where'd you get that? Goodwill. Damn, dude. It's, I, mean, uh, I um I almost yeah. got a Super 8 camera at Goodwill, like a legit Super 8 camera from that would be um, cool. the 70s, but I didn't have any cash on me at the time, so I didn't get it. Oh my God. I, I would have... Was it cash only? You're like, what's going... You didn't have anything? Yeah, I just... I did... I left... I didn't want to use my card at the time because I wasn't... I was like a poor college kid, so I didn't want to use my... Um, yeah, I got you. My... Mm-hmm. Uh, my debit card, and I didn't have any cash on. That would have been a legendary find, though. It was a legendary find, but there was no film, and it was missing the lens cover, and it was missing the little handle on the bottom. Mm, but okay. it, was, so so it, was it was literally just the block. So it wasn't a Super 8. It was more of like a mediocre 8. It was a mediocre 8 camera, yeah. yes. <laughs> Still would have been really cool. You it would have been very it, cool. Like, if it all kind of functioned on the inside. I think uh, it did, but I did. I got that. I didn't have any film for it, so, you know. There's also a lot of effort to... Yeah. Was like those, are, those things are expensive to own now. Cause, yes, they are. Yeah. Um, Caleb, we, we watched a movie this week. <laughs> Believe it or not. We, we did. We watched another one, and um, oh, it is a doozy. Yeah. It's oh. probably my favorite B-movie. It. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's up there. So we watched the Velocipaster. We watched the Velocipaster, which you would all know because it's probably in the title of the episode. But um, the direct, written and directed by Brendan Steer. Shout out to Brendan Steer if you're listening to this. We fucking love your movie so much. <laughs> it's uh, 
I think we said the budget was $35,000. $35,000. Which we've actually had trouble, and it's not a knock on the movie, but I'm not sure how it costs that much money to make. Like, But anyway, if $35,000 if $35, can purchase you the Velocipasser, um, Let's see. Uh, that's what I strive to do in my yeah. life. If I could create something this um, bonkers, I would be I, so satisfied. I would be so into it. Um, it would be just the crown jewel of my life. Um, <laughs> should we dive into the Velocipaster, Ross? I think we absolutely should dive into the Velocipaster, but I will say the Wikipedia article... Um, oh wait, no, never mind, never mind. I was I misread one part and I thought it skipped over Frankie Mermaid, but Frankie oh, Mermaid hell, is mentioned. We're gonna in this. we're gonna have like a whole section on Frankie Mermaid. Frankie Mermaid is my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I called Frankie Mermaid? Because you're swimming in bitches. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very quotable movie. I actually wrote down, um, well. Six quotes from the first like thirty minutes of the movie. Oh my god, I sh- I should have, but I didn't. I got some quotes. We'll we'll pull out some quotes. It's it's great. Um, all right, you ready? Yes. Are you doing? Am I doing the plot? You you're, doing the plot? you're doing. Do you want to do it? Or do you want me to do it? Who's reading the Wikipedia page? You read last week. I'll read this week. Okay, yeah, go. All right, so here we go. We've got Catholic priest Doug Jones witnesses his parents die. <laughs> yeah. So this movie opens up with. Doug Jones, the Catholic priest, played by um, Gregory James Cohen, who, Ross, who did, what did you say he looked like? He looks like the exact average of John Mulaney and Benedict Cumberbatch. It's so spot on. That's absolutely the perfect <laughs> description of this actor. Um, but uh, he comes walking out of his little parish, of his church, or whatever, in full priest garb at the end of a long day of, of priesting, or pastoring, I guess. And... Um, he sees his parents, and he waves his parents, like, hey, parents, and they get in a car, <laughs> and then <laughs> um, I think there's an explosion sound effect, and it cuts back to where the car was, and there's just a text overlay on the screen that says VFX flaming car or something like that. V- v- I think um, it was like VFX car fire, I think, is what it said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it so cuts right back off the f- bat. It's um, cutting back and forth between just the VFX car fire and... Um, Doug just standing there, just you know, wailing, wailing. It's amazing. <laughs> and then, um, he he goes and talks to his like father, his mentor, uh, in the church, <laughs> who says, "This is one of the quotes I wrote down. Oh, Your parents no. are dead. That's what parents do. They die on you. <laughs> they die." <laughs> that's what they do oh god and when we we need to talk about the priest's flashback but that's later in the movie that's later on but later on (laughs) flashback to nam oh my oh my god this movie's only 75 minutes long but every second of it is worth talking about they don't waste a second of this nope. movie every single frame is utilized perfectly yeah the pacing's fantastic like it just it it, it fits so much into 75 minutes yes it does. and it never it, feels somehow everything, it never feels cluttered somehow. somehow it somehow fits 
the church, dinosaurs, and ninjas, and hookers. Vietnam. And um, Vietnam. And uh, Altair, the exorcist guy. The exorcist guy and um, a weird brother subplot into 75 minutes, and it all fits so well. It's it's perfect in terms of the way the pacing is, I think. Yes. No, um, Jones is perfect. Yeah, but so um after after the car bomb the car bomb um <laughs> Doug goes to China on a spiritual journey to kind of find himself because he's doubting his religion now. Yep. And um, here here's another quote that I wrote down. Uh, he's walking through the woods in in what is apparently China looking at a compass. <laughs> and he says, "China is east." <laughs> that one broke me this morning. I don't know why. His delivery is just awesome. Yes. And, um, so he comes across uh, a group of ninjas that are searching for this artifact that will turn some whoever holds it into this mythical dragon warrior. Um, and Doug finds the artifact and he becomes infected by it. Yeah. He goes home um, and he's out in the forest late one night and he um, comes across this guy who is um, mugging Carol, a sex worker. And then Doug turns into a velociraptor <laughs> and kills the mugger. Oh, yeah. And he, w- <laughs> he wakes up naked in Carol's bed the next morning. Um, He does not remember what happened the night before. Um, And <laughs> Carol tells him what happened and he tells and she tells him um, that she is a sex worker. <laughs> and here's one quote. <laughs> Sticks out with me. Oh, yeah. I wrote this one down, too. It was like, what? Touch me not thy sinner's hands. <laughs> it was, uh, touch not thy sinning hands, you Jezebel. You Jezebel, that was it. So, but um, when he wakes up naked in Carol's bed, it's he thinks that they've just had sex the night before, and he broke his vow of, uh, what, what is what is Chastity. That? Is it chastity? It was, yes. Or celibacy, chastity, I'm it's not sure. It's a C word, yeah. It's one, one of those, I don't know. One of those churchy C words. Being a priest, he does not go with the ladies. No. But he thought he broke that vow. But it turns out he's just a crazy uh, dinosaur person. Yeah, he's the Velocipastor. <laughs> yes, that's that's exactly right. Um, so um, he, she tells him the truth, um, and he returns to the church for confession, where he <laughs> speaks. <laughs> Where it instrolls Frankie Mermaid. Yes. Who is Frankie Carol's pimp. Mermaid, yeah. Um, Frankie Mermaid comes into um, the confession booth and just goes off saying, I don't know, Father, whatever the crime is, I've kind of done it. I've killed people. I've sold drugs. Frankie Mermaid smokes where he wants because his life is on fire. Yep. Oh, I love Frankie Mermaid. Frankie, Frankie Mermaid, Mermaid was a highlight. Um, but Frankie Mermaid then says that he is the one. He's like, oh, I blew up these old parents. It was so funny. I was getting the heart on just watching it. Yeah, so he, he walks into the confession booth or whatever and confesses to Doug, to Doug, the pastor, that he blew up Doug's parents in the car outside the church. And um, <laughs> Doug turns into a dinosaur and kills him. In the confession booth. In the confession booth. Um, 
After this, he now realizes, oh shit, Carol was right. So he goes back to her and he's like, I'm going to fight crime with these powers. And there's an awesome high five. Yep. Um, But we then cut to Father Stewart, his older mentor, who told him that parents die. It's what they do. (laughs) Um, He learns about the velociraptor thing. um, And he tells Doug, you should stop killing people and not be a dinosaur anymore. Yeah. Um, And he takes him to Altair, who is an exorcist, hoping to (laughs) remove Doug's power. And then we get to probably my favorite scene in the whole movie, where we have a flashback um, to Father Stewart in Vietnam, where his war buddy is shot. His love interest just shows up in Vietnam (laughs) for some reason, steps on a landmine, and just blows up. Um, and also they don't like cast a younger person to play the young father steward. It is just the old man in a blonde wig. Um, it is better than all of apocalypse. Now (laughs) it is a better Vietnam scene than everything in apocalypse. Now it very well could be, um, like the five bloods. Nope. Apocalypse now. Nope. Platoon. Nope. I also love when the love interest explodes into just, a fountain goop. of goop and, and his just... his wingman <laughs> standing there smoking with his rifle and he's, he's he says, oh, i don't think there's anything we can do to help her now and he is just standing there dumbfounded with covered in what looks like jello just inside of person all over him uh, um, oh man so after the flashback we get back to the exorcism which fails um, and Doug transforms and sw- slashes out Father Stewart's eye. Um, so we go back to Carol, and Doug goes back to Carol and is confronted by ninjas. Um, yeah, then, then, then there's ninjas. Then there's ninjas. <laughs> then the ninjas show up. Um, I still love the ninja master plan. It's brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. Um, and Father Stewart wakes up in a cave. They're also, I should say, I think they're very clearly christian ninjas they they are in fact christian ninjas because yes. father stewart wakes up in their drug dealing camp alongside all the christian ninjas 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 <laughs> they can name christian ninjas um led by china led by wei chan who um, wants to sell super cocaine and cut <laughs> off the, to people and then cut off to supplies get addicted and cut off supply um so that when he cuts off the supply, more people will go to the church-led help groups for addicts. So the church <laughs> will be able to take over the world. It's next-level evangelicalism. It, honestly, it's something I can see Joel Osteen doing. But also, if your church had ninjas and cocaine, it would it's just be, more appealing. It yeah. would be... Better than a Baptist sermon on a Sunday morning if there were ninjas and cocaine in the church. Um, so Father Stewart kind of does not like this idea and they kill Father Stewart. Um, then Doug and Carol um, plan to stop Wei Chan even though they have no idea who he is or where yeah. he is. Um, and then Doug on his way to fight him. God damn it. Oh no. The brother... <laughs> He runs into Sam, the white ninja, yeah, who is revealed to be Doug's brother, even though we originally thought that Doug was an only child, because yes. there are frequent flashbacks saying where um, his dad says, Doug, you're my only son. 
then they when the reveal happens it cuts back to sam and all the flashbacks and it's the same scenes where the dad says you're my only son but then the camera always just, just pans over and there's sam just, just a little bit <laughs> it pans over it pulls out or sam like rises up from the back seat of a car and he just like glares at the dad <laughs> like, what about me so we have a little brother who's very uh Hurt. Je- very hurt and jealous of his older brother Doug. Which yes, that's what. And Doug ends up killing Sam with Sam's own sword in one of the <laughs> most fun scenes of the movie. Um, and Doug and Carol fight off ninjas and are badly wounded. Um, but then Doug is shot by Wei Chan with an arrow that contains the anti venom. Um, to the Velociraptor genes so he can no longer transform into the Velocipaster. Um, but Doug's hands are for some reason immune to the anti-venom and he rips Wing Chan's head off with his bare hands. Yeah, so he's just a dude with dinosaur claws now. Yep. And the movie ends with Doug and Carol traveling the world and killing criminals <laughs> as... The Velocipaster and his girlfriend. <laughs> and Caleb. Uh, that's the Velocipaster. That is all glorious 75 minutes of the Velocipaster. And I will say that a sequel has been written. A sequel has, in fact, been written. So. Uh, <clears throat> will when when will it be released? I think they're still trying to get it funded right now. It's written well, probably knowing you know the um, the genre. I don't think <laughs> I don't think it'll be coming out anytime soon. Yeah, well, I don't know because you'd have to do it sort of in the same spirit, which and, could be a little difficult. But and people would give them money after this. Like this is cult status. Yes, this is self-aware b-movies because they're like b-movies that aren't self-aware and yeah, b-movies by accident and yeah. b-movies by let's make a b-movie this is definitely like, like um the like the happening m nights the happening yep that is a b-movie by accident it does not mean to be like that <laughs> no but it is yeah. um this is in the same vein as something like Iron Sky, where they're in on the joke, but they don't overstay their welcome and they don't um they don't overdo it with the campiness yeah. and with the self awareness. Right. It's perfectly somehow I don't want to say nuanced, but it's it's not like you well, said, it's not quite it's not I don't know. It's not the right <laughs> word, but I know what I you're keep, saying. Yeah. Because then I went to say, like, they don't lay it on, like, it's not over the top, but it's absolutely over the top. But it's a priest Um, turning into dinosaurs and killing ninjas. (laughs) Yeah, it's... (laughs) Uh, By the very premise, it's over the top, but... It is. It is. But... (laughs) But it's so fun. It is... It is very... It's very well acted, like yeah. it's intentionally over the top, intentionally overacted. But again, like the whole premise, it is not overbearing and it doesn't overstay its welcome. It is just teetering that line before it goes over into like um Iron Sky 2 territory. <laughs> well, I think I think a lot of how it achieves that is just the short length. 
I think yes. if it was much longer than 75 minutes, it would have gotten a little overbearing. Um, but this was like succinct enough, brief enough. The pacing was right. The acting was like probably its greatest strength, which yes. is not something that's normally um, uh, like B movies usually aren't like aren't that way. No, um, no, 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 not at all. But Greg Cohen and um, Alyssa Kempinski, who were um, yeah, our two leads in the movie, Doug Carol, and Carol and Doug, yeah, they they understood the assignment. They understood Absolutely. exactly what they what needed to happen in this movie. Yeah. And they, and they knocked it out of the park. Absolutely. <laughs> My favorite was the um the camera work too. Yes. Which camera was intentionally work. it was intentionally B movie camera. It, work. it was very intentionally home movie esque. Yep. Very um very schlocky. Very schlocky. In a it good was, way. In a good way. There would be like an infinite slow zoom into like close-up shots of Doug's face when he's realizing that he's the velocipaster, yes. the powers that he has, it, it would cut. It would like be close up on on um, Doug's face, zooming in very slowly, mm-hmm. and sometimes off center and like off onto the wall and shit. And then it would yeah. cut back to uh, um, Carol, who's like an, who knows what's going on, and like the camera was totally steady. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very intentional the camera work um <laughs> and there was some really fun sound design bits like the yeah so he rips wei chan's head off you know at the end and then mm-hmm. there's like the, the two minute long montage where it's just shots of him screaming and there are those very <laughs> intentional cuts where they could have looped the sound to make it all sound like one continuous scream totally but instead it's like ah and then there's there's a distinct cut to a different like tone of him screaming like he was from ah, ah. yeah like he Stuff definitely like screamed a bunch of different times yeah and it, all of that <laughs> it just kind of mixed together perfectly and this kind of lightning in a bottle lightning in a bottle scenario where everything was just like i said right there on the edge like if they had gone any further with this mm-hmm. it would have been too much but yeah, as it it's stands, really, it's the perfect dose of B yes, movie. It is the Goldilocks of B movies. Yeah, it's in the Goldilocks zone. Yes. Absolutely. Completely. Um, <laughs> completely. And I think that really is a testament to writer, director, editor Brendan Steer's vision because he clearly knew what he wanted to do with this when mm-hmm. he started making it. Oh, um, yeah. Because this originally was just a short film or a trailer he made in film school. And yep. it went viral and he ended up getting you know $35,000 to make it into a feature film which I think I read way, before like um like his film professors in it he's one of the characters he might be um father stewart i can't remember though yeah i don't know much about the um like background of the actors or anything i know that um Alyssa, Alyssa Kempinski she's um, in some stuff isn't she yeah i looked her up i can't remember exactly what she's in now but let me pull it up pull her up on um letterbox real quick she was probably the most talented yeah she was very good um it's so weird to have a movie like this with like genuinely solid performances all around yes um clearly like the characters they were playing were goofy but Mm -hmm. it's like no secret that they were talented actors and actresses yeah because like a weird mix by almost every objective measure of a movie it's a bad movie yeah but it's self-aware 
it's intentionally playing up all these grindhouse B-movie tropes yep. in order to just make a fun experience that you can't look yeah, away think, from because it's just so endearing and I, I think love it. If you get a large ego and you're given $35,000 to go make a movie, that's how B-movies by accident happen. If mm-hmm. you get really ambitious and like, okay, here, we're going to make a movie. But in this case, like, I think they knew exactly, <laughs> I don't know, it's so calculated. This is, Like, I have $35,000, I'm going to make a movie that looks like it was made on $35,000. And that's why it worked. That's it what looks like they it's were made trying on to be. $30. Yeah, some, it, right. Like, 35000 is a, is a lot. The raptor, <laughs> the raptor thing is looks yeah. like fucking paper mache. It looks... It, it, it looks horrible, but it just fits so well with the movie, and it looks it in the context. It looks good, but if you look at it in just a screenshot, you're like, "Oh, that looks like shit." But if you look at it in the context of everything that's happening in the movie, you're like, "Oh, that fits perfectly. I love it." Right. It just everything matches. Um, I think most of the budget was spent on like locations, probably. Probably. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to find because I know I saw that she was in something relatively decently sized. Oh yeah, I believe I'm sure she is. She was briefly. Oh, she was an extra in the Hulu High Fidelity series. Oh really? Yes, an extra. I, she was an extra, accredited extra, so a okay. featured well, one. But yeah, there you go. Um. Caleb, you said that they have a sequel script written for this, but um, there's also another movie on Letterboxd that is credited to Brandon Steer that has not been released yet. Do you want me to read you the synopsis to this film? Oh my god, yes. So let me tell you the title. It's called Outback Dracula. (laughs) Oh my god. So let me set the scene. It is 1880s Australia. Oh fuck. A psychic lesbian school teacher teams up with the world's greatest adventurer to find her missing girlfriend and to defeat Dracula and his golden army of the undead. Are you joking? Starring Greg Cohen and Alyssa Kempensky. Holy shit. Again, I I have nothing else to go on with this movie. It does not have a release date. It just has a title, a synopsis, (laughs) directed by Brendan Steer and starring the main leads from Velocipaster. Oi, I want to suck your blood, mate. (laughs) What, mate? I want to suck your blood. <laughs> Come on, man. Give me a Dracula, go at it. Dracula definitely it has an Australian accent. Dra- if Dracula doesn't have an Australian accent, I'll be upset. I'll be upset. So wait, this is like forthcoming? Is it made? Does it have... have... I'll Google it real quick. Outback Dracula. That's amazing. Wow. I'm so here for it. Okay, so here's an article... From June of 2020, saying it's like a spiritual sequel to the Velocipaster, but that's okay. all. Oh, it has a Twitter page. Oh shit! So it's coming. Twitter. It's the upcoming sequel to your favorite meme movie. Oh, they have not tweeted since July 4th, 2020. Okay. Well, to be fair. <laughs> Probably a hard time to make an independent movie. Yes. So um, hopefully things But that's incredible. But yeah. So in July of 2020, there were plans to make it and make it along with that Velocipaster 2. Oh my God. I'm just blown away. That's great. Yep. Um, This podcast, I think, can we officially say that we love Brendan Steer on this podcast for- Oh, 100%. Yeah. He's great. 
Absolutely. I mean, if you can make the Velocipaster <laughs> and Outback Dracula, I mean, you got my endorsement. Yeah, we got to get Brendan just on the, the titles pod, alone. Just, that just get Brendan awesome. Steer on the pod to hang out. That would be amazing. All right. Um, do you want to give this movie a rating, or does it transcend ratings? It transcends ratings to yeah. me, because um, there's all kinds of different ways you can rate it. I think you said object by every objective measure. <laughs> it's it's not a good movie, so you could rate it that way. You could rate it on the fun meter. If, if we're just going scale. with the fun meter, it's a 10 out of 10. Oh, it's so fun. So it, it transcends ratings. It's fantastic. Yes. It's all, I mean, it's great, but mm-hmm. not great. It doesn't, it didn't win best picture. It did not. Um, it came out in 20, the official release date 17? is August of 2019. So, I mean, I'm not going to say it should have won best picture that year either because that was Parasite. Is here. it that new? So yeah. I found this, um, I don't, so apparently it's like a cult, it's got a cult following or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, did I tell you about it or had you already heard about it? I watched it, um, a couple years ago already. Okay. I'd seen it once before. Okay. I, uh, stumbled upon it on Amazon Prime Instant Video. Having yeah, that never is where heard, I watched it as well. Yeah. That was amazing. Just like seeing the thumbnail of <laughs> the Velocipaster and clicking play for the first time. It was an experience. I knew nothing about it. It is truly one of the best and most fun B-movies out there. Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing this. We're doing the BPP's B's for... No, wait, what did you just find? I saw your no, you, keep, you keep going. You keep going. I've got... Um... Well, I was going to ask you. You said for the whole month of, of January is the plan? I thought that was the plan we agreed upon, okay. yes. So we're going to have a couple more. Um, uh, damn, I'm me? just I'm excited because this is the one I put for us. So I'm excited to. I've got mine pulled up right here. Yeah. Um, I got mine pulled up right here. You want to hear it? Yeah, I I really do. I'm have excited you, for these. Have you heard of a movie called Iron Sky? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I have. Okay, the I Nazis set up a secret base on the dark side of the moon in 1945 where they hide out and plan to return to power in 2018. It is on Amazon Prime, so feel free to watch it with us. Um, it is a bit more on the high-budget end of a B-movie, but it's still okay. very much a schlocky B-movie. And I love Iron Sky so much. <laughs> it's so fun. I'm very um, excited. So that well, the, yes, Iron Sky will be the movie for next week. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. It is on <laughs> Sounds Prime. Sounds incredible. It, it is on okay. Prime, so you don't you can just pull it up and watch it whenever you want. Dude, might watch it right now. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Caleb, it's a midnight. So go to bed. <laughs> no, I don't want to go to bed yet. Um, is that all? Bed. Is that all we got for tonight? I mean, I think so. Yeah, I, I think don't know. So too. Do you want to? you have anything talk to plug? Some more? Or... Yeah, I um. Could... I can no, shit talk yeah. Dylan, but we should probably plug some stuff. We haven't plugged anything. We can in a while. plug some stuff, yeah. Um, um, you go first. <laughs> oh, um, I watched Ridley's The Last Duel this morning. Oh yeah, was that good? It, it fucking incredible, absolutely incredible. Really? King Ridley, King Ridley for a reason, man. Yeah. Holy shit. Absolutely That's one incredible. I've heard good things about, but also mediocre things about. Um, but I want to see it. It's on my list uh, for the my- binges. My biggest complaint is that, like all of his 
like historical epics, it's just a bit much sometimes. It's mm. a little too much movie. Like could have trimmed just a smidgen out of there. Yeah, he does but, get very excited. But uh, man, Jodie Comer, give her every award. She's awesome. She absolutely crushed it. Okay, you think she might be a front runner for the um, the Carrie Fisher Badass Actress Award or whatever we named it on yes. the binges? Yes, um, she, uh, I think on my ballot right now, I think I've got her in like somewhere between first and third. Okay. So Lots she's definitely up, up there. there. I sincerely hope that you and Dylan agree and give her a nomination. Yeah. I'll have to, I have to watch it first. I have, I found out today that I've watched three movies from 2021, <laughs> so. I've watched 126. Yeah, a little different level yeah. than I. You'll get there, buddy. Um, You'll get there. <laughs> I will. I've got uh, like a month before the binges, so it's yep. going to be a long month. We may push the uh, nominations um, back a little bit so we can we'll figure, know, it out. figure we'll out our voting together. process. Yeah, we want to give enough time for people to vote and everything. And plus, if we push, it up, push the nominations back a month, that means I'll be able to watch um, the new Coen Brothers movie as well. So oh, yeah. factor that in. Uh, the tragedy of Macbeth with Denzel. Yeah, man, that's out, out, isn't it? Um, it's out in theaters, but I'm gonna wait till it's on Apple Plus in okay. um, uh, mid January. Mid January, dude. Did you see the new trailer for the Batman? I am in love with it so much. It looks, it looks incredible. All who would have thought that all you need to make a good Batman movie is a good director and a good actor playing Batman? <laughs> like who would have thought? <laughs> I'm ready to say it's the best Batman movie. Uh, the Dark Knight still exists, Caleb. <laughs> the Dark Knight still I exists. I just got excited, but... Um, I'm, I'm very excited as well, and it, at the very least, it will be better than The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confident in that. I think, you know, I hope the bar is set a lot higher than that. Yeah. So. Uh, um... Oh yeah, pluggables. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You got nothing. Get uh, get your boosters. Wear a mask. Oh yeah, I got my booster nice. uh this past Thursday. Yeah, a week. It's been a week since I got my booster. Very nice. Very yes, nice. it's been two for me. Nice. So. Wear masks. Get your boosters. Um, if you haven't gotten your vaccine yet, get off your ass and get your vaccine. <laughs> also, if your dog is prone to biting people, don't take don't, it to a restaurant. Don't take it to a restaurant. Yeah, that's why Dylan's not here. So, like, don't take big dogs that get nervous in crowds to a restaurant. No. That's it's a bad a idea. Good, yeah, it's a really bad idea. It's not good for you. It's not good for the public. It's definitely not good for the dog. No, definitely not good for the dog. Like, they fuck some dogs up for that yeah. shit. It's, which is, um, I don't agree with that. No. Um, but Because it's yeah, usually Dylan's, an ownership uh, problem. Dylan has rabies now, um, and one of you people out there are responsible. Yep. Not not and, to our overseas listeners in Spain, Italy, Ireland, and um, uh, Belgium. We love you all. You're all perfect. Um, this is specifically geared to our American and Canadian listeners. This is your fucking fault. <laughs> we you sure? gave Dylan. You gave Dylan rabies. Holy shit. What if it was... Uh, what was the shit with Johnny Depp where he tried to bring his dogs into Australia and they like... Oh, yeah, they, like, detained him and... Uh, yeah, maybe it was one of those dogs. They sent him back to America and they got on the loose, and so it's Australia's fault. 
no, no. They gave us Steve Irwin. I'm letting them off the hook with anything animal related. They also have apparently they're hoarding a Dracula down there in the outback. So oh, this is true. Yeah, um, you can't trust the Aussies. They're, sne- they're a sneaky bunch. You sound like you sound like you're from New Zealand right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's me. The kiwi. The kiwi. The kiwis are good. All right, dude. I'm gonna. I might go have a kiwi downstairs before I go to bed. Do you bed. have kiwis? Do you I eat might, the skin? No, who the fuck eats the skin on a kiwi? A lot of people eat skin. Those people are fucking psychopaths. I kind of like it. I don't no. like the hair. That's the problem. Don't eat the fucking hair, man. It's hair. But you can, like, brush the hair off, sort of. No, don't. I don't no, know. D- no, do not it's become a, a terrorist. It's got a little do, special tang. It's terrorism. Don't do it. It's it, not quite that bad. It's no, just a it, little hairy, it, uh, hairy fruit. Harry fruit. I love putting Caleb. hairy fruit in my mouth, bro. It's, uh, it's delicious. No, don't eat hairy fruit. Don't eat hairy fruit. <laughs> All right. You heard it here first on BPP. Don't eat hairy fruit. 2022. I hope the year greets each and every one of you with peace, Ooh. love, and happiness. Um, It's a new year. It's a new it's gonna year. It's going to be the best year of our lives thus far. Um, things are, things are great. Things are looking up, um, trending towards awesome. It's going to be an awesome January. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's just, it's, I just love everything right now. Things are, uh, I'm ending the podcast. I'm ending the show. 